1: Or call
2: 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai,
3: there's joy in every journey.
0: NFL Now is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio.
2: Hello and welcome into NFL Now presented by IKEA. I'm Omar Reese in the NFL Network newsroom. We are now six days away from Kansas City hosting the first round of the NFL Draft. We have Georgia Tech prospect Keon White, a projected first-rounder. He's set to join us. We have all the news and notes you'll want to get to about the NFL Draft, including three of the top ten picks holding their pre-draft press conferences today, including Chris Ballard and the Indianapolis Colts. You'll hear from him in just a little bit. But first, we start with some breaking news into NFL Network this from the league office, the NFL has suspended five players for violating the league's gambling policy, including the Detroit Lions. One of their two first-round picks a year ago, Jamison Williams, he's been suspended for six games. Here is the full list of the five players: four of them, Detroit Lions, Stanley Barry Hill, fellow Lions receiver, also suspended six games. And you have Quintez Cephas, C.J. Moore and Washington Commanders defensive end Shaka Tony, all suspended indefinitely. You see Quintes Cephas and CJ Moore have already been released by the Lions. Here is Detroit Lions statement from Executive Vice President and General Manager Brad Holmes. As a result of an NFL investigation, it came to our attention that a few of our players had violated the league's gambling policy. These players exhibited decision-making that is not consistent with our organizational values, and violates league rules. We have made the decision to part ways with Quintez and C.J. immediately. We go on to say we are disappointed by the decision-making demonstrated by Stanley and Jamison, and we'll work with both those players to ensure they understand the severity of these violations and have clarity on the league rules moving forward. For much more on this, we welcome in our NFL Network Insiders, Tom Pellicero and Mike Garofolo. We thought... Players might have gotten the message last year when Calvin Ridley was suspended for a year. Tom, apparently that's not the case. What more can you tell us about this suspension?
1: Well, much like Calvin Ridley Omar, the three players suspended indefinitely for violating the NFL's gambling policy were suspended because they bet on NFL games during the 2022 season. That is a bright line. NFL players, anyone with an NFL club or the league office cannot bet on NFL games. Players are permitted to bet on other sports, but they are not permitted to do so while in NFL stadiums or facilities, anything associated with the league. That's what happened with Jamison Williams, who was suspended six games for betting, as our Ian Rapport reported earlier today, on college games while inside the Lions facility. A couple of notable things from the NFL. The league said, that the evidence does not show, or they have not found any evidence that any inside information was used in these bets or that any game was compromised. Still, much like in the Calvin Ridley situation, Mike, this is a clear message from the NFL. Gambling is much more readily available. There are now sports books inside stadiums. You can place bets on your phone. It does not change the policy here. And if you are turned in for violating that policy, it will be swift and significant discipline.
4: Yes. And uh, much like the Calvin Ridley situation, uh, there was that electronic evidence. You can't hide from that. So Jameson Williams, via his agency, uh, has confirmed that, yes, he did Bet on NFL games and suspended by the league uh, for six games. Now, that statement from his agency, Alliance Sports, also says, quote, Jameson would never intentionally jeopardize the integrity of the game he loves so much and looks forward to getting back to his team as soon as possible. It also makes that distinction that you were talking about, Tom, It was not for betting on football, but rather uh, the location of the bet that was placed, which is, again, at the team facility, cannot Uh, use your phone Uh, you cannot gamble at all at nfl facilities if you're a player you can do that away from the facility uh that i suppose is a luxury that the players have that other personnel don't have remember jets uh coach miles austin was betting on non-nfl uh games he was doing that at the facility as well coaches personnel everyone like that cannot gamble on sports period players can it's just a matter of where they do it in this case jameson williams did it in the wrong place
2: yeah certainly uh Noteworthy distinction there, betting on NFL games and not betting on NFL games. Tom, when you talk about Baltimore Ravens quarterback situation, we've been focusing all offseason on that. We have some news about the Baltimore Ravens quarterback's room. What can you tell us about that?
1: That's right, Omar. The Ravens Pro Bowl quarterback is not going anywhere. That is, of course, (laughs) Tyler Snoop Huntley, who was selected to the Pro Bowl games one year ago He plans, I am told, to sign his restricted free agent tender on Monday. Today is the deadline for restricted free agents who receive the tender to potentially sign an offer sheet with another club. That is really rare in the modern nfl and so huntley like the other restricted free agents this year albeit guys could still sign them today but he is going to end up back with baltimore he's actually already been back in baltimore i'm told that he's been training at the ravens facility participating in their off-season program this week which he's allowed to do with a waiver huntley is actually headed to tampa this weekend to throw with some of his teammates he'll be back monday to sign the tender resume being in the program and as for that other quarterback who has played for the ravens in recent years lamar jackson on that franchise tender still not signed
2: i laughed when you tweeted it this morning tom i'm still laughing at that joke as juvenile (laughs) as it might be uh mike Garofolo, we have just less than a couple weeks now is it that bad that
4: joke huh mike no i'm i'm stifling a cough let me just get it out okay go ahead
2: there you go We'll set this up here. We have less than a couple weeks for first round picks in the 2020 NFL draft to have their fifth year options exercised. A big name just
4: got extended. Mike, what more can you tell us about that? See, this is much better. I'm not nervous about coughing now while I'm talking. C.D. Lamb, the Cowboys wide receiver. The team has picked up his fifth year. The Pro Bowl wide receiver for the Dallas Cowboys. Well, we know who that is. That's that's C.D. Lamb, you know. It's like Tom doing his all. See, Tom's already moved on. He's not listening. He's probably reading his quarterback story from earlier today. Oh, 9,000 words. Go check that out when you get Love a chance. Uh, C.D. Lamb's fifth year option picked up. So he'll make $17.9 million uh if we round up it's actually 18 18 uh in 2024 fully guaranteed uh yeah no brainer right here i mean we've got some other fifth year options that are uh extremely questionable including chase young with the commanders but this one was an easy one because the cowboys do want to sign uh cd lamb to a long-term extension well now they've got a number for 2024 to work off of so let's see uh, if the sides can come together on an extension and how quickly they can do that omar we're gonna break down tom's article. A little later in the show. Thanks for plugging that,
2: Mike. As for the Colts. Yeah, better, better
4: at, save a big segment <laughs> for it. <There's> a <laughs> yeah, lot of, he has it
2: all to words. himself, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the Colts have the number <laughs> four pick all to themselves as of right now, but will they go quarterback? Well, Chris Ballard said he's either going to dance around questions at his pre draft press conference or he's going <laughs> to answer them honestly. You can imagine what he decided to do today.
5: How much lying do you
2: think goes on right now? Oh, everybody's
3: lying. I might be the most
6: honest,
2: unfortunately. (laughs) Um, But everybody's lying. Do
7: you
2: guys lie? I think you know Melly well enough. Like, usually if you answer a question, I'll either dance around it or give you an answer. Today, I'm a dancer.
4: (laughs) Today, I'm a dancer.
2: Hold me closer, tiny dancer. All right, Tom, Chris Ballard says he's dancing around these questions. What can you tell us about the Colts at number four?
1: Well, Omar, I think that if you look at the top ten in this draft, it's a short list of teams that you know with virtual certainty (laughs) are going to take quarterbacks. Starts at number one with the Carolina Panthers and the Colts, who are sitting there at number four. It would be a shock if they don't go that direction. The question, and part of the reason Chris Ballard has to dance around these things, is they just don't know what's going to happen at number two, and number 3 now If you speak to people within the league, which I have been doing a lot for that story, you can find at NFL.com slash (laughs) Pellicero. You will find that there certainly is some belief that Will Levis from Kentucky could end up being the quarterback. He has run a pro-style offense the last couple of years at Kentucky, influenced by the Shanahan-McVay type of a system. He is a big guy with a big arm. He does have running ability, although he didn't get to show it a whole lot last year because he was dealing with injuries on a really injury- and talent depleted type of a Kentucky offense but there's also some love for Anthony Richardson through the course of this process a a classic low ceiling high floor excuse me low floor high ceiling type of a player here he might profile a little bit more like Jalen Hurts in terms of the things that you could do and Shane Steichen had Hurts in Philadelphia the last couple of years with the run threat in addition to the pass threat here but what do the Texans do at two do they, in fact, pass on a quarterback and take a defensive player? That would then put Arizona, which is at number three, in position to put their pick up for bid for whoever wants to come up and take the number two quarterback. All of which is to say, good reason for Chris Ballard, Mike, to remain a dancer today. Because if he stops dancing, well, then it'll be like Footloose, and everybody will know exactly what's going on.
4: <laughs> I don't know what that me- metaphor means, uh, so I'm just going to take it and go with it. And, I lost uh, it. I was dancing movie. there. I think I he's trying, trying to make land that connection. the plane. And then,
1: yeah, Yeah. it's like I was Uh, so close to having it. And then I realized I didn't know how it was ending. So,
4: yeah, (laughs) I'm still worried about the floor versus the ceiling or was it Michael Jordan who said the ceiling is the roof? I believe he was the one that said that the floor is Uh, lava. Am I talking here? Yeah, Mike, it's Uh, you floor is lava. If you've got kids. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's the, the draft is an exercise a lot of times in futility when you're trying to report on it, because. It's not like free agency where teams have to show their cards and you kind of get a good feeling going into free agency that your info is right. This this top 10, last year's top 10, was really easy to peg. Uh, It was amazing how it fell based on how we were here. This year, it's really hard, and it's really hard to figure out what the Colts are doing and how they have those quarterbacks stacked. Uh, I've heard that they are not high on Levis. I've heard that they are high on Levis. Uh, So as we get closer here, we'll eventually start to figure it out, maybe have a better feel for it before round one kicks off. But right now, uh, and again, they're at the mercy of the Texans. I mean, the, the, the teams are calling and wanting to know what we're hearing about what Houston is going to do, and nobody knows for sure. Back to you, Omar. Well, if you haven't heard yet, Mike, we
2: are going to break down Tom Palacero's quarterback rankings article coming up a little later yep. in the show. If you want to get a sneak peek, folks at home, go to NFL.com slash and read all about it before we get there. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Mike. A monumental day for the Philadelphia Eagles, a historic day. Jalen Hurts and the Eagles have agreed to terms on a five-year, $255 million contract extension, making this statement very clear. Jalen Hurts is, in fact, the franchise quarterback for the Eagles. Five years, 255 million. That makes him the highest-paid player in the NFL. All in all, a day where everyone can walk away smiling. The Eagles and Jalen Hurts can walk into the future together. So now that the Jalen Hurts contract is done, the Eagles can pay full attention to the NFL draft next week. Chad Ryder's seven-round mock draft is out. He has the Eagles going defense to start their draft, just like they did last year with Jordan Davis. Jameer Gibbs, the Alabama running back, their second pick Howie Roseman yesterday talking about getting special players with a number 10 pick, which Riders has them trading out of.
4: I think the most important thing when when you're picking um, in the first round, certainly when you're picking 10, is that you get a unique player. And I think that there's uh, so few unique players in any draft that if you start picking by position and not by, based on uh, the quality of the talent, um, then you really you, you get a chance. So if you pick by position and you pick a, bat, a player who's not any good, then it's not a good pick anyway. And so I think the most important thing for for us here is that we get uh, we utilize this opportunity to get a unique player. Six days
2: away, the Eagles tweeting out Devontae Smith, who's been a star both at Alabama and for the Eagles. Six, the amount of picks, too, that the Eagles had. Coming into next week's draft for much more on the Eagles discussion, we welcome in James Palmer, who will be in Philadelphia, his hometown, to cover the Eagles and their draft. Two first-round picks. No Bruce ne- Springsteen no more? You're going to
5: bust down to Bruce Springsteen for, for Philadelphia? No? Ah,
2: yeah, you like that uh, – Singing last uh, segment, no, did I you? No, I didn't, actually. Oh, you didn't? Oh, I thought it was horrible. Okay. You, just like my kids, think I sing horribly. I'd have to agree, but it doesn't shy away from me doing it. Okay, number 10, number 30 there. James, for the Eagles, what might they be thinking ahead of next week?
5: You heard how Roseman Omar talk about a unique player, right? And They have two picks in the first round, which is great, but they only have six total picks. They have 10, 30, 62, 94, and then nothing in rounds four, five, and six. And then they have two more picks in round seven. So it's interesting the way the Eagles are looking at this draft, not just in those six picks. They're also looking at the guys that they had in the second round, third round, first round of last year's draft that barely played. That's Jordan Davis in the first round. That's Cam Jurgens, the center they took in the second round, Nakobe Dean, the linebacker in the third round. Nick, Nick Sirianni believes that's almost like adding another group into this draft class. But also, Omar, they're looking at the 2024 draft class and how that could impact what they do with this draft. Because Howie Roseman believes he's going to have roughly 12 picks, adding in four comp picks for the guys that they have lost in free agency. They have an added second round pick from a trade. Can those 2024 picks – impact some of the moves they potentially make in this year's draft if they're sitting at 10 and a player starts to fall towards them could they use that added second round pick from 2024 into a trade to move up for somebody that they'd like or be able to fill that gap that i mentioned omar in terms of not having any picks in those rounds nick sirianni and howie rosen want to make sure that if they're going to use those future picks they have to really look at the value of the player why they're moving and why they would make that move. But the Eagles are really looking at this, not just in the 2023 draft, but the picks they have in the year to come and the picks that they had last season. Yeah, so many factors at play, so many uh,
2: gymnastics to uh, hurdle through there. But one certainty they do have is who their quarterback is going to be for the foreseeable future. How did the Jalen Hurts deal affect how they
5: can do business going forward now, James? Well, I mentioned that they're looking at some of the players added in into the equation. They're looking at 2024 and all of those picks with its, as I mentioned, 12 right now. They believe... getting the Jalen Hurts deal done prior to this draft, actually in Howie Roseman's words yesterday, gives them some flexibility about what they want to do. They know the cap situation. They know where the quarterback position stands. And this is something also that Jalen Hurts wanted done early. And Howie Roseman commended him on that, considering that Hurts and his team wanted to make sure that it was done so that the Eagles could continue to try to build this team around him. That was important to Hurts, obviously important to the Eagles. Everyone involved believes this was somewhat of a win-win win for both sides getting it done early before the draft was the win portion for the Philadelphia Eagles and Howie Roseman's mind Omar
2: yeah we talked last hour about how the Chiefs obviously coming off a Super Bowl in great position and the Eagles I think same thing coming off their quarterback signing and the, the great run last yeah. year to continue to build with all that talent certainly
0: looking good with those two first round picks James Palmer you go into your shower feeling tired
5: He was detonated on by Keon White.
1: He's hit from behind, and down he goes. And it was Keon White running the hump around the edge.
5: Sacked at the 10. Keon White. He has been all over the field. And he gets sacked again. Keon White, a third sack of the night.
2: He's one of the top prospects in the entire NFL Draft. He's fifth on Bucky Brooks position rankings for a premium position edge rusher. He is Keon White, edge rusher from Georgia Tech, and he joins us now. Keon, we are six days away from a life-changing night for you to hear your name called in Kansas City. How you doing right now? How
8: you feeling? Definitely, I'm good. It's, it's getting about that time, so, you know, it's getting kind of anxious seeing what's going to happen next. Yeah, when you talk about your history,
2: you started at Old Dominion University as a tight end. What was the conversation like? Was it your coach that came to you? Was it you that yeah. went to the coaches to ultimately switch positions, which obviously has greatly benefited you?
8: Yeah, so at the time, I was a starting tight end, and then we had a guy who ended up leaving, Shane Zeminez, going to the NFL, doing pretty well. Um, and our coaches just felt like it was a big hole to be uh, filled. And so my coach sat me down and said, we want to play you here uh, for spring ball and try you out. And the rest is kind of history.
2: Yeah. How do you think some of those tight end attributes have helped you there uh, as a pass rusher?
8: A lot, for sure. Um, I feel like I can dissect offenses and see tendencies a little bit better than the average person. um, Because I know what the offense wants to do. And I know what they're trying to set up and things like that. Um, So, just knowing what the Titans don't want you to do, I kind of do that.
2: <laughs> well, obviously, you've shown your athleticism throughout your career at both ODU and yeah. Georgia Tech. But I think one of the things that's underrated about your game is how strong you are. We want to show you this old <laughs> clip from when you were still at Old Dominion of you squatting. Keon, do you remember how much you lifted here?
8: Yeah, that was probably like
2: 530 right there. Woo, and that was about five years ago. What are you up to now? Yeah.
8: I'll probably do, I, I stopped doing one rep maxes, but for one rep, I probably projected around seven, seven hundred. Wow. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. Is that something
2: that you've tried to tell these teams that, hey, yes, I have all the athleticism in the world, but I'm equally as strong. Is that something you've had to convince them?
8: <laughs> no, nah, I feel like that's got to show up on tape because I, I, there's guys that can squat a house, but can't play strong. So I try to play strong more than anything and just use the weight room as like a complement to that.
2: Sure. And one of the things about your game is that you've been shooting up draft boards. How do you explain
8: that? Um, For me, I I really care about the guys who are making decisions in the office, like the general managers. I'm like, you can't let the draft boards kind of inflate your ego in your head, and you got to remain humble. So while I appreciate the attention, I'm more so trying to impress the guys that are making the decisions.
2: Well, six days from now, you're going to hear your name called in Kansas City. What do you want teams to know about
8: you here with just six days to go? Then I'm a worker. I, I don't really like to talk too much, and I feel like you can't really talk about football yet at the show. Um, so I'm the one that's going to work. Like, that's the thing I get up in the morning to do. That's what I go to sleep thinking about just how hard I can work and how I can be better than the next person and just refusing to let anybody around me outwork me.
2: So you're one of the players that has been invited to Kansas City to be a part of the draft Mm -hmm. in person? Have you thought about how you'll greet Roger Goodell? Have you picked out your suit you're going to wear next Thursday night?
8: Yeah, so uh, got the suit, uh, getting it fitted again, refitted on Monday. Um, Just thought about all of that. So my thing is just going there for the experience. Where I get drafted is I have no control over. I'm just trying to have a good time. I'm bringing my friends with me. And so we're all just going to go there and just, just take all the moment in. What are you looking forward to most about the trip with your friends? So just sharing it with my friends. So I decided to uh, go the unconventional route, not really bringing any of my family. I'm bringing all of my friends um, and just enjoying the time and the experience. That's cool. A, you mentioned the fit about your suit. Where is a perfect fit for you in the NFL? Um, Just a multi-front team, a team that doesn't pigeonhole me and say, hey, I want you to get up 305 pounds and play three tech. Or, hey, I want you to get down to 260 and play outside linebacker. A team that allows me to just be multidimensional and play outside, inside, wherever is needed that week. Um, and just somewhere that's big on teaching, because there's still a lot of things I need to learn about my game, for sure. And just someone who's going to be able to just show me the ropes and, and teach me and, and be able to work with me, for sure.
2: Yeah, Keon White, we've well, had a heck of a college career. We can't wait to see where you end up Mm. on Thursday night. Good luck the rest Mm. of the way, and enjoy your time in Kansas City next week.
8: Definitely. I appreciate it.
2: Thank you. Keon White. Going to hear his name called on Thursday night. A draft you can see right here on NFL Network Live, 8 o'clock Eastern on Thursday. Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson, C.J. Stroud, Will Anderson. They'll also be hearing their names called.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired.
6: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal
2: He's one of the hottest prospects in this year's draft. He's Maryland corner Deontay Banks, who Ian Rappaport reported earlier this week, met with the Bills to close out his visit, visiting with nearly every team in the league. Also visited with the Saints, Commanders, Titans, Vikings, Raiders, Texans, Giants, Bucks, Eagles, Jaguars, Bears, and Steelers. As far as our mock drafts go... We have Daniel Jeremiah, Cynthia Freeland, have him going at 24 to the Jaguars. Then you have Bucky Brooks and Lance Zerline, both having him at 17 to the Pittsburgh Steelers. You have Charles Davis to the Seahawks, Eric Edelm to the Washington Commanders at 20 and 21, respectively. We're pleased to welcome in Deontay Banks, Maryland corner right now. And as a kid who grew up in Baltimore, Deontay, can you see yourself in the black and gold of the Pittsburgh Steelers.
7: Um, of course I can see myself playing anywhere, to be honest. Like anywhere. So I'm just ready to play football, honestly.
2: What's this last couple months been like for you? Of course, you've been going through all the tests and the meetings and the visits. Now that we're six days away, kind of, what are you thinking about heading into next week's draft?
7: Um, I've been enjoying it, to be honest. I really just been enjoying the process. Like everything's been real good. A lot of a lot of airplanes. <laughs> out of plane. It's fun. it's been real fun especially what's just going to, going city to city it's been real fun what's been the most
2: surprising thing about your visits or maybe this process for you
7: um, i didn't really know like that you take visits and all that so that's kind of new to me hey, are you
2: safe to say this is probably the most time you've spent on planes the last couple months than previously yeah, I, in your life
7: I, I, i've never been on as many planes
2: you got any travel tips for us at this point
7: I go to sleep on the plane It'll help out for sure. There go you go. Go to sleep and I help
2: out. Take those naps. I'm right there with you. Where do you see an ideal fit for you, Deontay? Um,
7: I just want to, I don't know. I feel like anywhere I a good fit for me. Somebody, people that play a lot of men, bliss, a lot, of, send a lot of pressure. Like, that's me.
2: Deontay, when you look at your journey at Maryland, at what point did you realize, hey, this NFL? prospect is not only attainable, but I can actually go high in the draft. At what point did that set in to be a reality
7: for you? Um I always you knew it was a reality for me, honestly, like since I was young. But uh for, for me when I honestly like I would say my sophomore year, I really locked in like, oh yeah, I can really do this. I can really be a topic. I could do this. It's me.
2: We've seen so many of those highlights that you had. I remember the blocked extra point against Ohio State, against that high-level competition, going against yep. C.J. Stroud and all the receivers they've had over the years, going the toe-to-toe with a team like that, and all those prospects—what did that do for
7: your confidence? Um, I kind of already had it, but it just—I <laughs> yeah, guess it felt—it felt good. Like, it just felt good knowing, like, like, that I played a real well game against a uh, tough opponent.
2: You mentioned how long this last couple months have been for you and you know you work on the testing stuff and all the drills that the teams put you through but what have you been working on that'll help your game on the field next season getting ready for the
7: nfl i just focus on really just catching about uncomfortable situations so i can catch more interceptions.
2: yeah making plays on the ball becoming more of a ball hawk is that what you mean sir okay okay so when you were at the combine what did you want to impress upon the teams that you were meeting with there
7: I just, to really, I just wanted to show how fast I was. A lot of teams, I kept seeing, like, I kept reading a lot of stuff they said, like, I wasn't really fast or whatever, but I don't know where they got that from. Like, I've always been fast. I've been fast since I was young, so I don't really know where they got that from bro. bro. We
2: obviously showed it four, three, five, forty 40 with your six foot two, 205-pound frame. What do you think is most impressive? The physicality that you play with or your speed?
7: Uh, I think it's my speed at my size. I think that's way more impressive for just ski that my size.
2: Okay. Well, we have the draft next week. Where do you plan on watching the draft? What's your party gonna be like? Take us through Deontay Banks draft party
7: here. Um probably gonna be a real cool vibe. It's gonna be my family. It's gonna be us. It's my but my extended family is my it's like my immediate family. So that's how we all close. So it's gonna be a real cool vibe for us. Right. Well, we're
2: pulling hard for you, Deontay. Thanks again. For joining Thank us. Jeffrey. Congratulations on getting to this point and good luck Thank next you. week.
7: Thank you.
0: NFL Now is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring,